Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Two Brothers channel. I'm one brother. And I'm the second brother. And we also have with us... Rika. Hello, everybody. Hey. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Kloy likes to dance. Hey! hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Well, uh, this is going to be part two of the topic evolution or revolution. Mm. We've done part one, and um, at the end of part one, we started having technical difficulties. We're sorry about that. And uh, hopefully that will not crop up again this time. But so we're going to go straight into it. I think we ended the other time just saying that, you know, it is encouraging to see that people out there are beginning to um, evolve in the right direction, like Mr. Claire is saying, that they're actually cleaning up, up after themselves. They're, people, they're raising money to um, help people that are losing money from their businesses and things like that, you know. So that shows a care. That shows, And th that kind of thing only comes from personal development and personal evolution. Mr. Claire, over to you. Yeah. Um, and from, like, evolution, there's no getting around the fact that if you're now stepping up to the table of leadership, there's no getting around the fact that you need to be a, you need to be equipped, and you need to be developed to be a good, effective leader. Otherwise, um, you're you're not gonna you're you're gonna be back to square one. So it's good. It's, I'm so encouraged by what I'm seeing so far, and I pray that long may continue. And others that are not that, that are all in other parts that are less developed because you know. Leadership, you know, with this movement in Nigeria that is going on currently, there is no one single leader. Everybody's stepping up to the plate as individual leaders, which is beautiful as well. So then, you know, their personal development is required and they need to know that, okay, you know what? I can't expect you to develop yourself and I follow you. No, no, no. I'm now also a leader and I need to develop myself so I can be useful to you. You know, because that could be called upon at any time to make decisions that would affect lives, you know, in years to come. Back to you, Mr. Phil. Thank you, Mr. Claire. And see, some of the people may be hearing this and we're saying responsibility, leadership, um, develop yourself. See, the reasons are this. You see, there is information on earth before you. Mm. vital information before your time that you can sit there with a problem for and sit there trying to figure it out yourself for 2,000 years and the ideal solution will not come to you. But you pick up a book and the idea will just bring out. Mm. Like, oh. So that is why they say leaders are readers. Because leaders are faced with situations and conditions that they need to solve problems. And no one is born with all the answers. Mm. Mm. And that is why a culture of developing yourself, getting information, and developing the people around you to, to get information. Because while you're looking at this information, the other person might be looking at some other information. But mm. if you do not have that culture, then like Mr. Clear said, being back to square one is a very, very big danger. What are your thoughts, Rike? 
Yes, I, I agree. Um, number one, I find reading fun. So I, I find it very interesting when people don't read. Um, reading has improved my vocabulary. It has expanded my mindset and it has uh, given me different scenarios where I can see myself applying the skills which I learned from the book. So, of course, leaders are readers. And if you want to be a leader, you know, you've got to have those primary instincts and mm. also be able to lead the people <laughs> behind you. <laughs> <laughs> so, Rike, in terms of your affiliations... Sorry, I'm not laughing you... at Rike. I'm laughing at myself. So in terms of it, because Mr. Phil was um was enjoying himself over there. Yeah, <laughs> and he came on he came on the screen unexpectedly. <laughs> so, um, so in terms in terms of your affiliations, what would you recap? Well, how do you see yourself? I mean, you grew up. Have you been to Nigeria? Uh, yeah, so I went to Nigeria when I was very young. I don't remember a single thing. All we have is pictures, so So what's your affiliation with, with, how do you see Nigeria from, from your standpoint? Well, so my, my viewpoint of Nigeria has changed over the years. Um, when I was younger, I was scared of it. I was scared of Nigeria as a country because I only ever heard bad things and, you know, like... Wow. When They'll say, oh, we'll send you back to Nigeria. <laughs> <laughs> I used to be scared because I heard about masquerades and armed robbers and all sorts. And I just thought, this isn't a, a very fun place to want to be. But as I grew up and I started to actually be exposed to um, the different people and, you know, the different places and actually seeing pictures of the places that are, Nigeria. I thought, wait, it's not as bad as what people explain it to be. And, you know, as I started getting older, I started meeting other people who have lived in Nigeria, who were born there, and they tell me about it. And I was like, wow, okay. So, yeah, maybe this is actually a better place than I expected. It was, it's a better place than what was explained to me. So um, my affiliation with it, obviously, other than being from Nigeria, um, I really, really do resonate with the youth because I'm, I'm in the UK and, you know, we have our own problems here, but I see that the things that are happening to them there are very detrimental, especially to the, life, the livelihood of the youth in Nigeria. And it upsets me to see that they are trying to kill youths in Nigeria. <laughs> I'm back! <laughs> <laughs> yeah it hurts me that they're trying to kill us because all we are asking is for change you know mm. and here in the UK we do the same thing we I, I see many things that are happening in the world today and I'm sick and tired of it and I'm wondering why is nobody doing anything to solve this and obviously with the NSARS um protests that is one way to go by and I'm uh, as you've explained that's the most peaceful, most practical process I've ever heard of because even, even the protests here, I didn't hear of anybody cleaning after themselves. It was people <laughs> who were making, a mess, making noise and that's it. But it seems as if the people in Nigeria that are fighting to end SARS are actually taking into account, 
you know, the repercussions of if they were to loot, if they were mm. to um, harm other people. So it's very, it's very, very responsible of them and very interesting to see that, you know, they're not just fighting because there's something terrible going on. They're fighting for practical change. So, yeah, I'm, I'm very impressed. And I, I wish I could be there to march with them, honestly. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. Mr. Phil, are you ready well, for it? you can see this is life. You know, everybody can see this is life. <laughs> and we are as real as it gets. You know, yes, so, sir. You know? yes, sir. And um, really, I think um, Rike, what Rike is saying and what Mr. Eclair is saying, and what I'm saying, to be honest, is that we are hopeful for real change. But we are not naive to expect it to just happen without personal responsibility. Mm. And that's where I keep going back to, okay? Again, um, after the protests are gone, you'll be left with yourself. Mm. You'll be left with your environment, okay? Now, what, 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 I would, what I would encourage everybody, and that's why I call it personal evolution, is start empowering yourself. Mm. Because that is what will ultimately affect your life in the end. What yeah. do I mean? It's like, you can say, you can say, oh, the governments are this, the governments are that, you know, that's the devil, they're the devil and everything, all you want. Even after you've done all that, the only person can really change and affect is you. Exactly. Hmm. So if you change your world, starting from you, hmm. starting from taking responsibility for you, then your world has no choice but to change. Mm. You see that change that you're looking for? Comes from the inside. Mm. I know some people will hear this and go, what the heck is he talking about? But when you get there, we'll be like, whoa, Mr. Phil said that, you know, mm. that the real change that we're looking for comes from the inside. Mr. Claire. Well, powerful. Because that's exactly what's happening. When you look at the way people have said, okay, you know, enough is enough. We don't have any anymore. We're all going to come together. We have one common enemy. We want change. We want end to police brutality. You know, and they all come together. They change. They wanted that change. And they didn't even know they had a voice. That's the amazing thing before. They did not know they've suffered this over the years, for many, many years, where police... Um, you know, brutalize people on a daily basis and it's become the norm. And all of a sudden now, they've said, no, enough is enough. So that power and that personal responsibility is not something we can get, ever get away from. We cannot, we cannot. And sorry, Mr. Claire, you see, what you said there, again, a lot of people are people forgetting that even the police themselves are, the, are victims here. Hmm. Even the police themselves are victims here. Yes, they are bullies, but there is a condition that made them become bullies. Mm. Mm. Going for months without receiving salary mm. in a barracks where the amenities and the conditions is subhuman. Mm. How do you expect someone to come out from that and be nice on the streets mm. and be civil on the streets? Hmm. When he's not been paid salary, 
he's been, you know, for months, his family is completely um, in disarray. His environment where he lives is, is subhuman. You understand what I'm saying? All that is going on, all right? That is why we say everything affects everything else. So even the police, the SARS people, they are victims themselves of the circumstances that everyone is finding themselves. And what we're saying is that when everybody now begins to take responsibility, when even the SARS man says, look, where I'm living is my responsibility to fix it. I'm not going to rely on the government. Hmm. Where I'm living is important. So I'm going to use my sweat equity to repair where I'm living. I'm going to enlist people. I'm going to cry out and say, look, this is where I'm living. Come and help me. Because exactly. I don't want, I don't want the fact that I'm living subhuman to make me an animal that I'm becoming killing some people on the street. Exactly. Goes back to everything affects everything else. Mr. Clare. Yeah, they were saying police need to start striking, going on protest themselves because they, there's nobody enjoying a broken system. So the, the, the police are suffering, the army is suffering, the people, the so-called people, politicians are suffering because even they don't have peace of mind either. So nobody's safe. Everybody's a victim. And like you say, there's other elephants in the room that we're not even talking about yet. You know, that the so-called people that you think Abit, Buhari, and all those people that you think, oh, they, they, there's no, they don't have any problems. You will see the kind of problems they have as well, eventually. You know, so... Let me give you a clue. Let me give you a clue. Gone to their head. <laughs> those who know what I mean, know what I mean. The Even economic, the, the economic hitman of this world. Yes, you know, it's, that's another book. We live in a world now where the information is widely available. Mm. Like Mr. Clare said, search for economic hitman. The information is all there. Um, John Perkins, mm. economic hitman. There are videos on it and there are books on it. Guess what? I've read it. I believe Mr. Clare read it. I've read well. it. Yep. I'm gonna read it. I'm gonna read it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna get that now. So here we go. A whole book. We've read it to be aware. With this. before I read that book, I did not know the pressures that governments are under. Mm. Now you could say, "Well, I'm so special." I don't need to get more information. I just get it from the air, from the ether. <clears throat> Not this kind of information. <laughs> you can sit there for 2,000 years and not imagine what we're talking about, especially what this book reveals. Okay? Mm. So, what? to be honest, don't neglect history. I know history is a subject in school. And that, because it's a subject in school, a lot of us, we get bored straight away. That's not the kind of history, not the history, history book kind of one. History I'm talking about is the history that connects to your life today. Mm. 
that will make your life today make sense. Yeah. That yeah. kind of history is indispensable. Because if you do not know, let me give you the example I give. I think Rika and my children one day. I, I give them this. You all know Prince Harry, don't you? You all know Prince Williams, don't you? Yeah? The children of the queen, the children of the son of the queen. Mm. So Prince Charles gave back to Prince Harry and, okay. So Prince William is set for the throne of England. Okay. When they are born, what, how are they born? They are born as a baby. Yeah? So, what I told my children was this. They would take those two babies, Harry and William, and say, welcome to this world, though. You are Harry, you are a prince. <laughs> you are William, you are <laughs> a prince. <laughs> But before you came here, yeah. hmm. this is what has happened. Those people want to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> those people love you. <laughs> Watch out for those ones. <laughs> Don't go there. Go here. <laughs> and this is why you have security <laughs> because we've killed so many people before you came <laughs> oh my god there's so many families that would love to kill you revenge just to kill you they will, you know so imagine if those boys Prince Ali and William say we don't need to know about our history hmm. would they be alive today <laughs> And every family have their own history. Mm. Even Africa has its own history. Mm. And the, 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 where you are right now in Africa, the way you are protesting, protesting, there is the why mm. that situation is. And it's all hidden in the history that mm. led to now. Mm. And mm. unless you understand that, is that it's hidden in the history. That led to now, you cannot change now. Exactly. Mm. Wow, 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 wow. You know, they say if you don't learn from history, you learn you in you would you're you're destined to make the same mistakes again. Yes. You know, so it's very crucial what you're hearing here. It's you know, because uh, they've taken I know they've taken history out of the curriculum in schools in Nigeria. They've stopped teaching history. Because the politicians don't know want you to know why, <laughs> like Mr. Phil said in the one of the episodes before, why people were chanting Obasanjo must go, you know, yeah. and now then it still became president. So they don't yeah. want you to know the history, so so you, so you can keep repeating the mistakes of the past. But with social media, with the internet, the best education, the best education for Earth right now is on the internet. Not in classes. Do your research. Do your research. Do your research. Em empower yourself. Empower Arm yourself. So that you know, like those pretty little baby princes, you were a baby too. Yeah. And you the didn't know nothing. Thing. The same <laughs> thing. There's some people that you got to be careful of. Yes. <laughs> There's some people that, oh, <laughs> be definitely scared of those, run from those. There's some people like okay, it could be it could be okay with these ones, yeah, but definitely 
And it's not just your village people. No. <laughs> On earth, as a black man, mm. as a black man, mm. there's a history that you should know. My sons now, Rika is aware of this. I gave my sons some um, information and some assignment to go and learn about Mansa Musa, the richest man in history. is a black man. Did you know that? Yeah. The richest man ever, even to understand that nobody's no. as, as rich as Mansa Musa is in the history. Just type Mansa Musa into your search button on Google and it will tell you. Hmm. Another one thing I'm showing my children here in the UK is the Yoruba origins of the Yoruba culture. They need to know. Hmm. They need to know where they come from. You understand mm. what I'm saying? Okay. Um, our history as Africans, mm. our empires, mm. Mali Empire, Shanghai Empire, you need to know how they were toppled. Mm. You need to go to South Africa and learn about that Shaka Zulu. Sometimes mm. I'm talking to some South Africans and they're like, how do you know that? How do you know that? It is my responsibility as a leader to know. Mm. How that great Zulu empire was toppled by the British. Mm. What happened there? A lot of us Africans in the diaspora were prisoners of war. We don't we, even know. You don't know it. <laughs> we're, we're, we're behind enemy lines. <laughs> we're behind enemy lines. <sighs> And I share this with my children so that they will have, they will know where their pride is coming from. Mm. Devoid of that, there are many people here in London ready to tell my children that they're nothing. Mm. Ready to tell my children, well, if you're something, how come you people are here? Go mm. home, go to mm. Africa. Then my mm. children will tell them now, because my children now know, my children will tell them, look, we're here because you came to loot Africa. That's right, that's right. <laughs> That's right. And you're still looting. Then she's still looting Africa. Mm -hmm. Take your out of our pocket and then we'll come <laughs> But if my children didn't know that, what the white man will tell them is this. Look, you're all monkeys. And they've said that to us. Mm. They will say, you're all monkeys. And the, the reason why you're all... The, the proof is they're all monkeys. How come we are developed and you're not? Mm. Then we tell them, look, you came and stole us from our land with guns, mm. used our free labor to build your land. Mm. So it's not mm. something for you to be proud of. Mm. Mm. Again, were they born when this happened? No, but it's affecting them to today because the grand great grandchildren of those people that came to raid us are now talking smack now. Mm. So if you do not know your history, how can you rise up and maybe the next episode we're not going to talk about is Wakanda and build your Wakanda. Hmm. Build your Wakanda. You can't expect them to build your Wakanda for you. No. You have to build it yourself. Your thoughts, Rike? Yes. So, <laughs> I completely and utterly agree. <laughs> I'm in so much agreeance. <laughs> <laughs> agreeance. 
yes, yes. Because it's true. Do you know, growing up, I wasn't taught, well, in school, it was it was mandatory to take history. But they the history that they were teaching us in school is not the history that me and my brothers as young black kids growing up in the UK should be equipped with. They were teaching us about how they conquered this place and they conquered that place. And yeah, we conquered your country too, but <laughs> great history that we had. You know, all, all they told us was, yeah, black people began at slavery. And Money. I used to think, no, I'm not, I'm not having that because my parents weren't slaves. My grandparents weren't slaves. My great-grandparents weren't slaves. And my great-great-great-parents were slaves. Great-great-great-great-great. <laughs> <laughs> so Look I don't want to talk about that we only begin at slavery, you know? Mm. And it used to irritate me that I couldn't find any information in the textbooks about our greatness, you know, where we came from. Until my dad told me, he said, Look, you're going to school, you know, they're going to teach you all of these things in school. Listen to them, yeah, do well in your studies. But when you get home, I'm going to show you the real history, you know, and teach you the real information of the world. So I encourage everybody to educate themselves. You know, school is not going to teach you nothing, nothing. I'm sorry, but <laughs> academics is only academics. You know, the real education and the real knowledge is within books and speaking to other people who may have actually even experienced things like this, you know? So yeah, I, I agree. We need to start teaching ourselves our history. You know, we come from a great stock. <laughs> We are, uh, I'm not even going to start saying I want to be boasting or gloating or something, but black people, we are amazing and we need to remember it. Mm. So let's teach ourselves about our history and remind ourselves and teach our kids and our grandkids, you know, our legacy and our greatness. Mm. Back to you. The last thing I want to say that I'm going to add to Mr. Larry that we're going to end is that, look, our history is so great that when the white man came to Africa, and he saw the immutable, immovable monuments that our ancestors left in Egypt. Immovable, they did this evidence in stone so that it was not, it was not, it was not easy to be erased. They left their legacy in stone, marble. And white man saw that the nose was like mm -hmm. mine, exactly like my nose. Mm -hmm. Yep. White man's nose was like this, pointed, <laughs> very easy to see. And he got there and he saw Mr. Phil's nose. Mm. And he's like, how can Mr. Phil's nose be right here? Towering <laughs> like gods. You know. I thought they know. were monkeys. <laughs> so guess what white man did? Guess mm. what white man did? Mm. He started chipping the nose. That's why you see a lot of the statues the nose is the only thing they keep up. Mm. Mm. Because once they keep up the nose, they can now say it's a white person. Mm. Mm -hmm. But no, their nose was exactly like Mr. Phil's nose, right there. See? White African. Yes, so. Yes, so. That's it. That's it. That's it. Well, you know what? There's no better way to finish than on Mr. Phil's nose. Because... Because that is where no, no, life, like no. life, begins in Africa. Yes, mm -hmm. you know that is nobody will argue with you on that. So if life began somewhere, that means everything was learned from there. 
There's no getting around it. No getting around it. You know, science has proven it. So we need to equip ourselves and we need to know who we are. Okay. Mm. On that note, this is me saying goodbye. And guys, say bye. Goodbye, everybody. Everyone. See you next time. Bye. 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 B